Hey Bliss Seekers, and welcome to your online home away from home. A place where we marry ancient wisdom and modern science, so we dispel the woo-woo of spirituality to help you find authentic health, balance, and bliss. I'm your host, Ari, a specialist registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, embodiment coach, and modern mystic. I've trained with the world's leading experts in psychology, mindfulness, and behavior change. And I am a recovered perfectionist, overachiever, and self-development junkie on a mission to help you stop being your own worst critic, to finally step into your authenticity, and return to wholeness through mind, body, and spirit integration. This is a place where imperfection is celebrated. So grab a cup of cacao, coffee, matcha, or whatever you fancy, and inhale deeply through your nose and out your mouth, and get ready to live in alignment. You're listening to Align with Ari. Hello, beautiful bliss seekers. How are we? This is Align with Ari, and in today's episode, I am joined by Dr. Jennifer Freed. And oh my goodness, this was so much fun to record. You will definitely hear it in my tone of voice. I was slightly enthused. (laughs) And yes, just for the record, Dr. Jennifer Freed did say I was like her doppelganger and I was incredibly flattered. My goodness, that made my day. (laughs) So interesting because we have such similar astrology and similar elemental strengths as we will talk about that it just felt like I was speaking to my higher self, my older, wiser self. (laughs) What a privilege it was to speak to Dr. Jennifer Freed. So for those of you who don't know, Dr. Freed has more than 30 years as a depth psychologist, so more than 30 years of experience. She's also a social emotional trainer and an astrologer. She's an author and a certified EMDR expert and national consultant. She has a PhD in psychology. In addition to her expertise as an astrologer, Jennifer Freed is here to show you how to decode and tap into your gifts in this practical guide to life. She explains how your astrological birth chart can point you to the life you want and offers self-assessments to pinpoint your most effective strategies. She has penned 10 books relating to personal growth, and she has also been interviewed for her expertise by the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Goop, USA Today, and Vogue, among others. So she is the real deal. Now, her latest project, A Map to Your Soul, was published in October 2022, by Goop and Rodale, and in it, she offers practical exercises for topics ranging from communication styles to creativity to romantic life to home styles to psychic development and healthy habits to belief systems. Let me tell you, she covers it all, and this is actually the book that we're deep diving into in today's episode, which is A Map to Your Soul. My gosh, I love this book so much. I read it in a day, even though she advises to take your time to go through it. (laughs) So let me tell you, it's a really 
easy read. She makes these complex ideas, psychological and astrological terms, into really easy to digest language, which definitely don't follow me. Take your time to go through it. There are so many practical exercises that really just help you identify where you are at and where, you know, areas you can kind of pull into your day and bring awareness to into your day. One of my favorite things that Jennifer does in this book is that she really weaves in the wisdom of the four elements, which is something, as you know, I love to talk about ancient wisdom practices. And this really aligns so much with so many ancient traditions, such as Chinese medicine, you know, Native American traditions. We see it in Vedic traditions and Tibetan culture. So I find it so beautiful that she weaves this in together. And she says this, there are four elements, fire, earth, air, and water that exist in nature and within us all. Knowing your personal map of these elements offers a way to design your best life, one that fully expresses your gifts. So for those of you who, you know, for just as a little intro to the topic today, fire is your ability to be creative and dynamic. Earth is the part of you that is grounded and centered. Air is your mental clarity. And water is your flowing and feeling nature. For those of you where astrology is perhaps a little newer, that's okay. Welcome to this conversation. So I wanted to introduce the topic of astrology and as defined in Dr. Freed's book, which is a map of timing that can provide us with meaning to support our psychological and soul's evolution. So really astrology as a tool to deepen your relationship to self. Now in the work that I do in terms of the research that I'm looking at, which is all on positive psychology and the research on consciousness and spirituality, What's really interesting is that there's such an emphasis on meaning making and the power of making meaning and purpose in life. One of the fathers of positive psychology, Dr. Martin Seligman, actually coined what's called the PERMA model. So it's P-E-R-M-A, where in particular the M really denotes meaning and purpose, and that's what it stands for. And so it really reflects that a sense of meaning is guided by personal values and people who report having purpose in life live longer and have greater life satisfaction and fewer health problems. So it's not amazing that this can be one of the tools. Astrology can be one of the tools in which we make meaning of our existence, of the obstacles that we overcome, of the patterns that we see. And by utilizing the four elements as Jennifer you know, invites us to do really helps us bring conscious awareness to our day-to-day and find balance so that we can really thrive and tap into our greater purpose. I still remember when I had my first astrological reading. This was maybe a couple of years back. It was actually during the pandemic and a friend of mine referred me to this particular astrologer And I could still remember so vividly sitting on the bed doing this session. It was like an hour via Zoom. And I was just so 
shocked and dumbfounded <laughs> at how well this person knew me <laughs> without knowing me, right? It was like, wow, you just know the depth of my soul in terms of the patterns of behaviors that might have shown up in my life, in terms of the wounds that kept appearing, in terms of experiences that I've been through that, you know, I'm like, how would you even know that? And it was all explained through astrology from that lens, which was just incredible. So I just am such a huge advocate for this as such a fantastic tool for self-awareness and I know speaking for myself from my own experience, it's been so helpful to make meaning and make sense of what's happening to me in terms of even just the times of the month, you know, even with the impacts of astrology, regardless of my chart, but even just new moon, full moon and and following the kind of ever shifting, you know, eclipses and all of these things, these are nature. And so it's effectively a way for you to commune with nature and what's actually going on in the greater landscape, right? So it's just such a great, I'm a huge proponent, obviously. (laughs) So in today's episode, we talk about what is astrological psychology and what is the bridge between these two modalities? We also look at understanding your cosmic DNA, as Jennifer calls it, your big three. We look at the mask you wear and unmasking, your elemental strengths, your shadow elements, the practice of emotional granularity. We look at how to eat and move based on your elemental strengths and shadows. We dive into the 12 domains of your life and what your chart says. So if you're really into astrology, you might know these as the 12 houses on your natal chart. And if you're new to astrology, that's okay too. The 12 domains is just really shows us that these 12 houses appear in all of our lives, regardless if you're super an astrology buff or not. And then we also, throughout this episode, you will get some action points to take through so you can apply in your day-to-day through the lens of the four elements. So without further ado, here is the episode with Dr. Jennifer Freed. Hello, hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the podcast. I am so thrilled to have you join me. My goodness, it's a dream. Well, I considered a dream to meet my New York counterpart in social, emotional learning and astrology. Not many people are doing both. I know. So exciting. Oh, gosh. Well, so excited to dive into this topic. I think it's such an interesting and creative way of putting two modalities together. Psychology, which I guess we could say is you know, the modern science, shall you say, and the astrology coming from that ancient wisdom. So I'm really keen to get to know how that came to be and how it can serve us, really. Yes. So before we dive into the juicy bits in your book, I read your book in literally a day. Jennifer, thank you for writing that. I know I'm a bit of a nerd. (laughs) Yeah. Way to go. I hope you spit bit you of a nerd through personal growth. I know <laughs> you, you said you're like, take your time. That's what you say at the beginning. And I'm like, mm, okay, I'm gonna have to go back. But I just want to know first. <laughs> I had my natal chart open at the same time doing okay, the research. Very oh, cool. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> do go back, thread the needle. Okay. I will. I will. Thank you. I will. I will. It's definitely something to digest. So we're going to dive into it today. So before we do that, I'd love to know what lights your soul up on fire? helping people, awakening people, social justice, feminism, anything where we're transforming the separate self into the unified self. Mm. We don't have much time to do this, Ariana, and we need 
all of us on board, what I call the sacred crew, to change consciousness. Mm. We've developed technologically beyond any reasonable doubt, and we've hardly evolved on the soul level. So let's do better. That's what fires me up. Love it. Thank you. That's what we're here for. So yes, yeah. hopefully this inspires us all to do that today. This chat is a little drop in the ocean. And then of course, I want to know how do you live in alignment? Because this podcast is all about aligning mind, body, spirit. So how do you do that? Well, first of all, I'm madly in love with my partner of 26 years. And if you're lucky enough to have that, that's a really big deal. For me, it is because mm-hmm. we laugh all the time. We cuddle, yeah. we cuddle. We make fun of each other. Honestly, that's about as aligned as you can get, live in love. So if you don't have a partner, you can do that with pets and friends and nature. But the other thing for me, since I do a lot of consulting and teaching, is hours of spiritual practice, eating well, nature walks. I have to refuel in order to do what I do. And I don't have a lot of leeway to be in debauchery, even though that's a very strong part of my Taurus moon. I'm very hedonistic, Mm. but I just don't get to do it because I have to be clear and I want to be clear for you and others. So it's a combination of nutrition, exercise, spiritual disciplines, and that's, you know, two to three hours a day. Mm. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. I'm also Taurus moon, so I can relate to that. (laughs) Well, I started out young being such a hedonist and like pouring every single drug and substance I could into my body, having way too much sex. I'm glad I did it all, but it's just not what I can do now and do what I do. Yeah. Yep. No, it makes total sense. And it's pouring from an empty cup. You can't do that. So refueling and Beautiful. Amazing. Well, thank you. So let's go into psychology and astrology and how those two meet, right? Where did that come from and how do they work together? Well, I was very fortunate to be an Aquarius with a Uranus opposition to get ahead of everybody else on this astrology thing. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) And so I've been studying astrology for 40 years and training in therapy for 40 years. And they were parallel, but not connected. And then somewhere in my process, I started offering to people that I was doing therapy with. I have this other tool called astrology and some were interested. When I really got to deliver astrology with psychology, it's the best of two worlds. You have tools you can help people with to undo their trauma and pain, psychology, and you have the map of the soul, which is astrology. So it was very good for me to have those tools to not know how to speak to the soul of people, you know, their moon, their mercury, et cetera. But also, is this an acute issue because of a cycle or transit? Or is this a chronic issue that this person's going to work on their whole life due to the birth chart? That's extremely helpful as a therapist. So that's basically how they've gone together. I've been studying both, practicing both. And now I don't practice as a therapist. I'm basically just doing deep dives with people in a year-long format with coaching. But of course, I use my background in trauma work and therapy to inform the coaching. Right. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. So holistic, right? Doesn't get better than that. It's looking, working on the soul level. And then also in this realm here, the present, the physical, 
and the mind body as well, which is so incredible. And I wonder, because, you know, we're coming from the more therapeutic background myself, I almost get the sense that psychology emphasizes a lot of what's wrong with us. It's almost like that's a lot of the language. It's like, I'm going to therapist because I have X, Y, Z wrong, you know? Oh, and there's a lot of like a shadow part to it. Whereas on the other side of that, astrology brings, it's almost, there's a positive... I mean, this is perhaps my projection. Yeah, that's onto totally this. your interpretation. But my interpretation, <laughs> and maybe me and my friends. This is what we talk about. But it's almost wait. Like- what's your rising sign? Because I'm laughing, thinking. What do you think? Sorry, well, pretty cheerful. Sagittarius. Yeah, me too. But I, so I'm cracking up. Going, you're clearly positive psychology. Positive A million astrology. percent. It's all part positive. of what I have to do is help people that get these astrology readings of doom and gloom. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's always who's reading the chart and who's yes. delivering the psychology. So you and I with Sag Rising are going, what's possible? I yes. always talk with people about the chart is your divine possibilities. Mm. That's how I talk about it. Here's your right. divine possibilities. You have to make the effort. Yeah. But here's the possibility. But I think it's hysterical. You think <laughs> astrology just in its own inception is positive because a lot of it's been used to limit people and be negative. Right. Right. Can you give examples of that? Oh yeah. Here's one. (laughs) I first went to an astrologer and I have Uranus in my natal chart, oppose sun and Venus. This person said to me, you'll never be in a committed relationship. (laughs) No, that's devastating. (laughs) God. Yeah. Okay. And wrong. And wrong. A million percent. Yeah. And then I've had a lot of people come to me that have been told by astrologers, you'll never have children because you have Saturn in the fifth. I mean, there's all kinds of stupid astrology being done. It's completely limiting, not really about participation with the divine. Mm. And I don't use astrology like that at all. I use it as a portal to the possibilities. And Mm. everybody has free will in partnership with the divine. Yes. Ooh, how empowering. That's, I guess, how I would see it as well. So I think that's why I loved your book so much. Taurus Moon, Sagittarius Rising. You get it. We have finally met each other. (laughs) Beautiful. So glad. Amazing. (laughs) What's your birthday, Ariana? It's December 8th, 92. Jeez. So you even get to be a Sag. I'm a Sag. I'm like, there's no mask here. It is, it is what it is, you know? (laughs) That's kind of fun. Your friends are really lucky. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. So bringing up actually the masks, I didn't mention the mask. And I actually, I think there's a lot around the mask that we might wear and that being aligned with the rising or being linked with ego as well and how we show up with the world. So I wonder if you can tell us a bit more about what are the three components? We're talking about the sun. We've mentioned the rising and the moon. So for people who are listening and who don't know much about astrology, what is that? What do they mean? The sun is your birthday. And the sign you were born in on that day. And it's your basic identity. The basic, I am Aquarius, visionary, Sagittarius. I am a meaning maker, adventurer. That's the I am. Mm -hmm. The moon is I need. Taurus moon, I need touch, sensuality, stability, food. Yes. Okay. Nutrition, hence nutrition. I chose that. (laughs) Earth medicine. I need. I need. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The rising sign, which is the constellation that was on your ascendant, I mean, 6 a.m. when you were born, mm-hmm. that is about who I am 
in the world, the persona, the mask I wear, kind of who shows up? Who do you see first? Your first impression. Okay. And so it's very important to know what is your first impression. And I talk a lot about this in my book mm -hmm. and that that is going to happen involuntarily, but you can do a lot to add more choices to how people first encounter you and who you show up to be. Mm, right. Okay. And does that change? I wonder, you know, some of us can show up differently in different contexts. We might wear different hats. How does that influence that element and being able to tap into our authenticity? Right. Well, that's a Sagittarius word again. <laughs> You're very, very consistent. Wow. Um, I'm so, thank you for pointing it out. It's great because I never knew. I'm just living my life over here. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're totally a Sag. I think that all of us code shift, code switch, depending what circumstance we're in, but the persona will still be shades of that. Okay. So for example, Sagittarius rising, when you're with certain people, you're going to be the exuberant horsey, like, let's play. Mm -hmm. But Sagittarius is also teacher. So with other people, you'll be like, I'm the teacher and the wise one. With certain people, when you're talking truth to power, truth is a Sagittarius word, you'll need to be more serious mm -hmm. and be more educated in how you're speaking to people. So we show up differently depending who we're with, but we'll always have shades of that rising sign exhibited there. Mm, okay. All right. Amazing. Thank you. And I think it's so fascinating. Something that I love about your book is how interactive it is and how you really get to know yourself a lot better, right? You're kind of really digging into how do I show up? You know, yeah. What are my behaviors like? What kind of people do I tend to lean towards? Or, you know, there's all of those elements in the different chapters. And I think that's so interesting that you weave in the four elements. So I, I would love to talk a bit more of how you brought in the wisdom of the four directions, really what we can call it, right? Is, wow, we are nature. And that is something we can't deny. It is part of us of who we are and how we show up. And you do so beautifully in describing how our signs align with certain elements and also how we can then tap into the different elements that perhaps we don't show up normally with as a way to find that alignment that we were talking about earlier. So how exactly. can you tell us a bit Let's about the elements? Yeah. For your yeah. people. Yes, so please. In astrology, <laughs> there are 12 signs and they're broken up by elements. And what people forget when they only look at their sun sign is that every single person has all 12 signs in their chart. Their birth chart contains all those energies. Right. So we do ourselves a big disservice when we think we're just this. Yeah. We are all 12. So I'm going to break it down for you. Fire signs, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Fire is dynamic, exuberant, expressive, adventurous, fiery. Yeah. <laughs> Earth signs, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. Earth signs are steady, stable, reliable, punctual, stewarding, conserving. Then we have the air signs, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, visionary, inspiring, objective, logical, talkative, networking. Then we have the water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, warm, deep, intense, 
sensitive, psychic, compassionate. Mm -hmm. And so there we have all 12 signs in their elements. And we can be a whole fully expressed human when we realize we can play with all of that. Mm, incredible. Yes. And I guess that's how they show up in our different houses and or what you call domains. Right. So if we look at the natal chart, there are 12 different pieces of the pie, shall we say. And those signs that you've just described would then show up in different houses for different people, which make up what you call your cosmic DNA. Right. Which I love, love that word. Absolutely think it's brilliant. So I wonder for people who, for example, you mentioned that these show up for every single person. If we're looking at a chart and we notice that we don't have any, I Planets. guess, any, yeah, some of the houses don't have anything in them. What does that mean? No, they actually do. So okay. some houses, when you look at your chart, will have no planets in them, but they're uh -huh. still right. ruled by a certain sign. So for example, I have no planets in my seventh house. However, Gemini rules that house. And that has always been the partners I'm attracted to. Ah, so it doesn't, it, yes, the planet's okay. not being there. It means there's no huge lesson plan there, but it's still a type of energy that you are going to deal with. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Amazing. So if we can dive in a bit more into the elements, because I think that's something that we can play with when we're thinking about finding, like you said, that full expression of our oneself and tapping into all those possibilities that we might have, that we all, every soul has. So can you talk a bit about what each of, for example, if I show up with a lot of air and fire, and then I'd love to go through the four elements, but for me, it's like air and fire is what I take off. <laughs> so how could I, because that's really natural to me and really intuitive. So how would I then be able to work with the other elements to bring in a bit more balance in my life? What could that look like, practically speaking? So first of all, that's the most important question to ask each and every day as an air and fire dominant person. Wake up and ask, and I'm going to ask you this because you're <laughs> real smart. How could you bring more earth into your morning routine? Mm. So what I normally do, and my mm -hmm. listeners know, because I do this so often, I love to connect. So I meditate and I connect with cacao medicine. Like I drink a lot of that ceremonial cacao. So, and I do a grounding meditation. So I connect with the plant. Wait, mm. Stop. That's earth. Connect with the plant. Uh -huh. Keep going. Okay. For me, nutrition. I have to eat a nice, delicious, balanced breakfast. That has to happen. Like um, what do you eat? I mean, it varies, but let's just say hypothetically, I don't know, whole meal toast with avocado with maybe some Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Then what? <laughs> what else do I do? I love to journal. Journal um, about your feelings or your thoughts? Thoughts. That's air, okay, isn't it? And you want to switch it up. Okay. Oh. And, <laughs> and do it. And especially since you're taking a master's degree in social emotional education, there's something called emotional granularity. I'm sure you've studied mm -hmm. it, which means- we are much more emotionally managed and regulated when we have a huge vocabulary and can name our feelings. Yes. So for you, 
put in at least a minute on what are you feeling and get very discerning about it. That's mm, water. Mm, that's great. I love that. I love that. And I guess that ties in because I do a lot of embodiment practices and that's something I preach a lot is how do we get into the body? So I dance. I dance. I do at least one dance a day. That's one of my, <laughs> my rule. Okay. I'm like, okay. You and I are doppelgangers. This is what <laughs> I do too. And I want to ask, because this is very important. Would you say that the music you're listening to is fiery, airy, earthy, or watery? And you really do mm. know the difference. Oh, I know what you mean. Okay. Most of the time it's very tribal. So I feel like it's earthy. Earth and maybe fire. So I'm going to show you yeah. something right now because yes. I practice yeah. So water movements are like this. Uh-huh. Okay. Lots of swaying. Yes. And you know, undulating, swaying. Mm -hmm. over okay. Over. Okay. Yes. So you might want to add that to your dance uh, routine. Just pick some that. very melodic flowing music and get more into the divine feminine of like. Yes. That. Ooh, that makes sense. So less of what I would do be like dancing and I'm jittery. I maybe do some shakes. And so that would be more airy and fiery. I imagine if we're thinking about yeah. the heat. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. So we're really thinking about the qualities of the elements and how can we bring that into our yeah, routine? They balance us. For example, yes. how much water do you drink? Not enough. <laughs> mm, I drink a lot of tea herbal teas, but yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. But yeah. it's just when you, again, we're doppelgangers, lots of air and fire. I'm always forgetting to drink water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so water, 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 okay. nothing's better than water for you. True. So there you go. So okay. I think everybody can start, especially if they read my book, there are mm -hmm. actual suggestions, mm -hmm. but if you are dominant in fire, air, whatever, Ask yourself, it's like we have it in our Rolodex here. Mm -hmm. What is earth? What is water? Water's feeling. So you want to do things that honor feelings. And earth is grounded and, you know, in the lower body. It's like honor that. If you need more fire and air, some people really need that. Yeah. When I think of fire, what activities would that be? Mm -hmm. you know what is a fiery activity I'm thinking I mean what would I do <laughs> yeah I mean I guess it could be a form of movement it could be yeah I guess where you're building heat would it be that exactly okay you're building heat either mentally psychologically verbally spiritually mm. think about bringing the heat in the warmth and the heat and moving the metabolism and yeah. the mind Toward exuberance and enthusiasm. Right. Okay. Okay. So would you say that it's almost necessary, I'll be so bold and say that word, to bring in elements in which you are not your dominant. Yes. You're dominant. Yeah. And let me say why. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because to the degree you disavow any element psychologically, let's say you and I disavow water, mm -hmm. let's just say then historically we might have found ourselves around a lot of whiny baby victimy people that really irritate us because they are so freaking stuck in their feelings <laughs> okay so what happens psychologically is whatever we disavow we project and usually not in good ways mm -hmm. okay 
So, you know, if you're projecting your fiery self, you're around angry and mean and kind of impulsive people. And why are they so hasty and so bullish and all that? So it does all of us a real big favor to realize we're all four elements and to own them. Yeah. You know, I had to go to years of therapy and I mean years to realize that I'm needy and dependent because I was an Aquarius. I'm independent and autonomous. What are you kidding me? Right. No, I'm actually very clingy, very needy, very dependent, mm -hmm. but I had to move away a lot of armor to realize that about myself and stop seeing other people as that. Right. Now yes. I see needy, dependent, clingy, and I go, I know that I'm that too. Mm, yes. So it shifts that perspective. Yeah. So it allows you to then engage with all those elements and in a more peaceful, harmonious way. Completely. Right. Okay. Okay. So then an, a question related to that, I think you call it, was it shadow, shadow values or shadow something yeah. related to shadow? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not great at remembering what I wrote, but it's fine. But We'll go over that word. I'm going to grasp onto that. You talk about shadow and it being important. And I think that's what we're talking about now is totally the what part of you that perhaps it doesn't come as intuitively. It's kind of cast away, almost like shadow work. It's how can we integrate that? And I wonder, because thinking from the positive psychology point of view and lens, we often talk about character strengths and does how can we focus on our strengths in character, i.e. for me, in this case, as we've been saying, it'd be air or fire to then support those, the ones okay. that are so quote let's unquote weaker. Use how can we use that framework? Yes. Okay. If you were to use your objective, visionary, logical self to realize you're missing some water element in terms of really dealing with your emotionality and your feelings and your sensitivities, you would then use that to create a plan to work with that. Okay. So okay. you would just back up, you'd peel back because that's your strength. Mm -hmm. See the big picture. How old are you? 30. Oh, you're so young. I just okay. went through my Saturn return. It's great. I'm free. <laughs> Okay but, okay, but you could say by the time, and I always like to give myself the years, mm -hmm. by the time I'm 35, I will be an expert at transparent vulnerability, mm. which is water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Are you in a relationship? No, no. So that will be even more important. Yeah. Okay. Like by the time I'm 35, I'm guessing with the Taurus moon, you want a partner. Yeah, I've only been in long-term relationships. Despite the Sagittarius, I think it's because of that moon, right? So yeah. let's say by 35, you're going to be in a relationship in which you feel safe enough and confident enough to be very revealing of your most tender needs and desires mm. and feel very supported. Yeah. Isn't that a beautiful thought? <laughs> and we like push it up to maybe this year <laughs> I don't want to wait five years but <laughs> okay so you're able to then use those strengths that you have to then put a I guess for me it would be put a structure in place because that's what would, works for me to then get to the other elements yes you would use your strengths daily mm -hmm. to commit to developing the less developed parts of you 
Okay. Could we do an example for people who might show up with like less of the air and the fire, more water and earth, for example? Yes. So water people are motivated by relating. They want to merge. They want to respond. They want to connect. So if they know that they're going to connect better with people, if they have more air, meaning emotional management, not just emotional reactivity, they can learn to do cognitive behavioral therapy or mindfulness to start being more mindful of what they're feeling and not acting it out, but being able to reflect on it, which is air. Mm. Right. Okay. Okay. And what about earth? If they're earthy or they if, want more earth. They, if they're earthy and they want, I don't know, more, how can you use that strength to then? Fire. Okay. Let's say they want yeah. more fire. Sure. So if you're really earthy, what you're great at is setting up repetitive routines and rituals and being very like, da 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 Well, you're going to just have to commit to whether you feel like it or not, earth people that are slow to go, mm-hmm. doing 20 minutes of cardio a day. Mm-hmm. If you've got a lot of earth in your chart and you do 20 minutes of cardio a day in the morning, your day set, you'll be great. Mm. Okay. It sounds, it's bringing to mind, it's very aligned with Ayurveda, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Pitavata D- and um, the Kapha. Kapha. Yeah. yeah. There's some similarities and yes. And the greatest part about being human is we choose. Mm. Yes. We choose. Other animals don't choose awakening yeah. consciousness. We choose. So powerful and so empowering. Hmm. Thank you for that. Great. So we talked about unmasking ourselves, right? So we how we show up in the world and how we can work with the elements to then live our most aligned life. How then, I'm just wondering if we can talk a little bit about the different houses and yeah, what they mean, what they mean for us, yeah. anyone who's at home and thinking, okay, but how, you know, what do I do? <laughs> I have CoStar and I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, while we're talking about CoStar, I want to yeah. say that Chani, Chani yes. Nicholas app is one uh, of the very, 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 very best. And it's mm-hmm. so well-written. I got to just say, please do that yes. one too. Do that uh, one. And her podcast is great too. We're going to have a little, little plug for her. It's great. <laughs> I'm going to name the 12 houses. And I call them domains because whether you're into astrology or not, you still have these domains in your life. The first is self-presentation. The second is values. The third is communication. The fourth is home and what you feel in your home. The fifth is creativity and love. The sixth is health habits. The seventh is partnership. The eighth is sexuality. The ninth is belief systems and travel. The 10th is career and legacy. The 11th is kinship, friends, what I call the sacred crew. And the 12th is psychic, spiritual stuff. Mm. There's more to it than that. But generally speaking, we all are about those things. Yeah. And it's so our life. Mm. Yeah. And so when people call me and do consultations with me, that are new to this, they go, well, what can I ask about? I said, the beauty about the astrology map is everything. There's nothing not included. Mm. 
Okay. So all encompassing. And, and I like that you mentioned it's all about possibility. So it's how you interpret that, I imagine, right? There's so many different perspectives one might take. But I know I've done an astrology reading and I remember just not knowing the person who did it. But that entire hour, I was like, how do you know me so well? <laughs> this is what explains all these patterns I've seen in my life. Oh, and then you're able to say, okay, how can I perhaps utilize that to the best of my ability moving forward? So it can be very much, like you said, an empowerment tool to then yeah, yeah, live your Turning best life. patterns into mm. possibilities. Mm. If, as Carl Jung said, what we keep unconscious, we experience as fate. Mm. So when you wake up to like my pattern is to deny my vulnerability, you get a choice because you are not forever cemented to that. Yeah, You can get help, figure out how to undo that. Mm. Thank you. And I know our time is nearly coming to an end, Jennifer. So the last thing I want to just bring us back around to is that sacred crew you mentioned. Yeah, I think, you know, since, yes, let's talk a bit about that. I know we love the social and emotional, you know, learning and just the importance of connection, relationship. And so I wonder if you can speak to that sacred crew, that 11th house that you mentioned. And, and tell us a bit more about what that is and what that means in one's life and how that can bring us closer to that potential and that alignment. Great. Well, first of all, just for those of you that are learning astrology into astrology, Pluto's going into Aquarius in March, and it's going to be there for a long, long time. And Aquarius is all about the sacred crew, humanity, humanitarianism. So I define something called the sacred crew, which is upgrading your connections to certain people to include sacred agreements. So let's say you and I become a sacred crew member to each other. First, I invite you or you invite me and we form agreements that we're going to uphold. And they basically have to do with, I'm in your lifeboat. I want the best for you. I'll be there for you when you're down. I'll be there for you when you're celebrating with equal enthusiasm and we're going to agree to certain guidelines in being in this crew together that are completely committed to two things, feeling and doing the best in our lives and being called in when we're not, and two, doing something good for the world. We cannot afford anymore to have anyone on the sidelines. Every single person can do a little bit and if they were, the world would transform. So the sacred crew is eight to 12 people. You can start with two that you've chosen for you. They don't have to know each other, but you have to have agreements with them and keep the agreements. And some of my agreements that I'm making are we'll have regular contact. I'll try my best to be at events that are really important to you. We will never talk behind each other's back smack. We'll keep each other upheld in the greatest light. I will tell you what's really real for me. If I get hurt feelings and I expect the same from you, we're committed to repairing and returning to love. These are just a few of mine. Yeah. yeah. But my vision, I'm a visionary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a million sacred crews with their own guidelines, yeah. doing something great for each other and a small thing for the world. And oh my gosh, that's the impact change happens. Social change doesn't happen by watching a news program. It happens by people doing their little part. 
one step at a time. And picture this, everybody. If you had eight to 12 highly functioning adults saying, Ariana, you do you. Go woman. Yeah. All you can be. That is a force that is so positive that I've experienced it. You know, I'm just turned 65. I'm a major success in the last few years. And why? It's not because I'm so great. I'm pretty great. But you are really great. Also, (laughs) I've surrounded myself with extraordinary people that I have this commitment with. And we are in regular contact. And that is why I can get up and do what I do. Absolutely. And there's actually a lot of research around intentionality, right? And when people have, it's like that loving compassion, when they send positive energy to an individual or a community, we actually see their brainwaves change. So it actually affects you directly as well. You know, it's beyond, it's that quantum level (laughs) we're going to get there. It's at the end of the day, it's working not only in terms of making you feel better, but also moving you towards your intention, right? Because they're all praying and there's, you know, it doesn't have to be a religious thing, but there's like this spiritual union where that consciousness then unites and pushes you forward. So it's happening. I love the language of the sacred crew. And it's also happening on the quantum level, whether you realize it or not, which I think is so fascinating. There's a simple axiom that spirituality has known for thousands of years that now science has proven with quantum physics. Energy follows thought. Mm. Again, it's real simple. Energy follows thought. So if I'm thinking as I am, I'm so happy to have met you, Ariana. You're like phenomenal. This will turn into a great energy to you, but also inside me. It's double Mm. benefits. Yeah. When I think great thoughts, it benefits me as much as it does you. So why wouldn't you do that? Win-win. That's what we're all about. Let's do it. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us and your years of practice in both psychology and astrology. Is there anything else you think would be helpful for us to know? Okay. Here's what comes up. If You're listening to Two Sag Rising sounding uber positive and you think, oh my God, you're too obnoxious and I'm never like that, which I get that. You can be as happy as you can be and nobody decides that but you. If you are stuck or unhappy, it's because you need more help. Like I didn't get to where I am because I was stoic. I bled. I wounded myself. I did all kinds of stupid things. And then I kept reaching for help. And help can come in many forms. But the one thing I want to say to the people listening is, if you're feeling bad, depressed, anxious, despairing, that's horrible. And get help. Because you deserve better. You deserve better. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those words of wisdom. I think, yes, we can definitely, two Sagittarius can be very... it's all going to be great. Don't worry. No, (laughs) there is a difference between positivity and toxic positivity, but equally, absolutely. I believe that too. And every single human being and every soul has a purpose, has a gift to share with the world. And so if you haven't found that yet, that's okay. There is that possibility, which I think at the end of the way, there's a theme from today in our conversation, Jennifer, it's that word possibility, which I think is so empowering and exciting to know more about. Can I pitch two things? Tell us. Yes, do it. One is my new book, 
a map to your soul. Sleep. If you get it through my website, jenniferfree.com, you can receive a lot of free gifts. So if you go there, should have done that. You'll see that. <laughs> Two, I've just started writing on Substack at Dr. Jennifer Freed. I'm loving Substack. So you can follow me for free there or donate. I just really am enjoying it because it's a lot of great minds and people and hearts writing. Ariana, are you on it yet? I'm not yet. So I'm going to get should, on it. You should, yeah. you should really, yeah. but I mean, you should actually have yeah. a presence there. Oh, I'll support yeah. you. I'll take a look. Okay. I haven't even heard of it. So thank you for sharing. I know I hadn't either. This is yeah. how my life is because you know, I'm kind of older and out of it. So my young, daughter, not out of it. <laughs> my, younger, my younger daughter said, you have to be on Substack," And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And then a friend of mine, who's a professional writer as well. She said, and she's younger too. She said, Jennifer, you have to be on Substack." Then my partner who always is the one I listen to at the end of the day, you need to listen to my daughter <laughs> and you need to get on Substack. And then, so finally I did it. It's fabulous. Third person's a charm. Fabulous. Yeah. 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 That, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I will get on it. Consider okay. that a sign. I am taking it. I will make a note. Thank okay. you. So before we wrap up, are there any, so of course I always, you know, I recommend your book and you've recommended your book and I absolutely yeah. definitely can preach that. Any other books in terms of that you love personally that have been important to you in your evolution, three books that you would, that come to mind, or we okay. can go one to well, three, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Cosmos and Psyche by Richard Tarnas is profound. Any books by Liz Green, the psychological astrologer from England. And I really like my other book, Use Your Planets Wisely. If you want to start learning astrology, in my book, that's the best. Then wait, one more thing. Coming out in May, I have a new Oracle deck that will teach you the cycles and transits. Love that. I'm look on it. for that. It's already on Amazon. So, you so can we can pre-order. I don't know if you can pre-order yet. Maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> Astrology Oracle by Dr. Jennifer Freed. And those three books, A Map to Your Soul, use your planets wisely. And then the deck is so fun because you can learn it just by doing Oracle readings. You get your complete astrology education. Beautiful. There you go. You heard it here first. Amazing. Thank you All so right. much, Jennifer. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to Align with Ari. Now, if you like this episode, subscribe, rate, review if you feel called, and please share with a soul sister you think would love to hear it. And if you're looking for more support, head to arianarodriguez.com where you'll find some free resources, a quiz, my embodiment toolkit, and coaching services for a more personalized approach. You can also find me at Align with Ari on YouTube or align.with.ari on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening and catch you soon.